This e-multiple sclerosis review podcast is presented by DKB Med Radio. Patients with multiple sclerosis experience chronic symptoms such as fatigue, depression, anxiety, and cognitive dysfunction. They are not necessarily relapses or signs of progression of the disease, but they are pervasive chronic symptoms that are present in the background. Managing chronic MS symptoms. Welcome to eMultiple Sclerosis Review. The chronic symptoms of multiple sclerosis, fatigue, depression, spasticity, cognitive dysfunction, how prevalent are they? How severe are they? What are clinicians doing and what shouldn't they be doing to address these symptoms and improve their patient's quality of life? That's what we're here to talk about today with Dr. Bardian Norbach, Assistant Professor of Neurology at the Johns Hopkins School of Medicine. For Dr. Norbach's disclosures, as well as additional CME information, please go to our website, eMultipleSclerosisReview.org, and click on the Volume 3, Issue 4 link. I'm Bob Busker, Managing Editor of eMultiple Sclerosis Review. Dr. Norbach, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Our first learning objective focuses on the burden of MS symptoms, identifying them and developing treatment plans to improve quality of life. So take us to the clinic, if you would, please, Dr. Norbach, and start us out with a patient scenario. A 25-year-old woman with relapsing remitting MS on fingolimod presented for routine follow-up with her neurologist. She has had no clinical relapses, and her MRIs have shown no changes in the past five years. Her previous neurologist has told her her multiple sclerosis was stable. However, she complains of low mood, feeling tired all the time, and having stiffness in her legs. She's wondering if these symptoms are related to her stable MS. Her previous neurologist has told her that her multiple sclerosis was stable. What does that mean? What is stable multiple sclerosis? Stable MS is considered as the absence of relapses, the absence of progression, and the absence of changes in MRI imaging. But what about the symptoms she's reporting? Depression, fatigue, stiffness? Multiple sclerosis presents with a variety of symptoms and signs. For example, the hallmark of relapsing remitting MS is the development of acute or subacute neurological symptoms such as blurred vision, double vision, numbness, weakness, or loss of balance. As the name implies, they are called relapses or flare-ups. A second type of symptoms I would call progression in multiple sclerosis, which mostly involves slow, usually chronic worsening of specific neurological function, the most common being walking and gait. However, aside from relapses and progression, patients with multiple sclerosis experience chronic symptoms such as fatigue, depression, anxiety, and cognitive dysfunction. They are not necessarily relapses or signs of progression of the disease, but they are pervasive chronic symptoms that are present in the background. Commonly, I encounter patients' complaints that their physicians or neurologists, they only focus on the prevention of relapses or prevention of progression of MS and neglect their chronic symptoms that severely affect their quality of life. I cannot overemphasize the importance of inquiring about 
measuring, managing, and treating chronic MS symptoms. So most people with MS, even those with stable MS, continue to experience the burden of these chronic symptoms. As you can imagine, symptoms such as fatigue and cognitive dysfunction have been shown to lower health-related quality of life in patients with MS. And not only they are associated with lower quality of life, in some instances and some studies, they have shown to be associated with more progressive disease. I'd like to focus on each of these symptoms individually, if we could, doctor. So fatigue, how do you define fatigue in MS? How common is it and and how severe is it? Fatigue, as we define it here as a subjective lack of physical or mental energy perceived by the individual with usual activities is actually the most common and one of the most disabling symptoms of multiple sclerosis. It affects probably more than 75% of patients at some point during their disease. Fatigue impacts patients' daily activities and results in loss of work hours and unemployment. The negative effect of fatigue on patients' quality of life has been shown to be as high as the effect of MS on gait and walking dysfunction. Depression in MS, doctor, uh, as well as cognitive dysfunction. Talk to us, if you would, please, about the prevalence of these conditions and specifically which cognitive domains are most affected. Depression is a common comorbidity in multiple sclerosis. About one-third of patients with MS have comorbid depression. Depression is associated with lower quality of life. Regarding cognitive dysfunction, it affects up to 70% of patients with multiple sclerosis. The most common domains of cognition that are affected in MS are processing speed, attention, episodic memory, and executive function. And spasticity. How common is that among patients with MS? Different degrees of spasticity involving arm flexor muscles and leg extensor muscles are commonly seen in patients with MS, particularly those who have involvement of the spinal cord and the brain stem. More than 30% of patients with multiple sclerosis report moderate to severe spasticity. And in those patients, the quality of life is affected by this symptom. But spasticity is not always considered a negative symptom. Why, why is that, doctor? In some patients, spasticity can help with walking, particularly in those patients who have concomitant weakness. But when the spasticity is associated with pain, it can be considered a negative symptom and would require treatment. Thank you for bringing us this case, doctor. Let's take a moment now to review our discussion in light of our learning objective. The most common MS symptoms, their prevalence, and their effect on patients' quality of life. What are the key things our listeners need to know? It's important to realize that MS, aside from relapses and progression, has chronic background symptoms. The most common chronic MS symptoms include fatigue, depression, cognitive dysfunction, and spasticity. Even patients with stable disease and no evidence of disease activity or progression can have these chronic symptoms. These symptoms are a major negative determinant of lower quality of life and may even contribute to disease progression. Again, I would like to highlight the importance of addressing chronic MS symptoms in conjunction with disease-modifying treatments, addressing relapses, and disease progression. Well, thank you, doctor. And we'll return 
with Dr. Barty and Normach from Johns Hopkins School of Medicine in just a moment. COVID-19. Some people have said it's changed everything. But one thing that hasn't changed is our need to get timely and, most importantly, accurate information. That's why we created our COVID-19 Keeping Up with a Moving Target programs. It's a weekly webinar and podcast series hosted by Dr. Paul Awater, Clinical Director of the Division of Infectious Diseases at Johns Hopkins School of Medicine. It's updated information from the front lines of COVID-19 research and practice, and it's answers from the experts to your most important questions. COVID-19, Keeping Up with a Moving Target, is CME and CE accredited and provided free of charge. For more information, go to covid19.dkbmed.com. Thank you, and please stay safe. Welcome back to this E-Multiple Sclerosis Review Podcast. We've been speaking with Dr. Barty and Norbach from the Johns Hopkins School of Medicine about the most common symptoms of MS and their effect on patients' quality of life. Let's turn now to our second learning objective, which is about the effective management of those symptoms, including fatigue, depression, cognitive dysfunction, and spasticity. So if you would please, Dr. Norbach, take us back to the clinic with another patient scenario. A 45-year-old woman with multiple sclerosis complains from feeling tired and sleepy during the day. They have negatively affected her personal and professional life. She has also noticed that her short-term memory is not as good as it used to be. She has had no clinical relapses or new lesions on the MRI in the past three years. Her disease-modifying therapy is glatiramer acetate. She takes a benzodiazepine for her anxiety and mild spasticity. She reports she had gained 15 pounds in the past nine months. She's asking you what to do for her fatigue and cognitive issues. She also heard from a patient that medical marijuana may be good for patients with MS and is asking you for your opinion. Her primary complaints are fatigue and cognitive issues. Let's start with her fatigue. What would be the first steps in addressing this? First of all, the pathophysiology and causes of fatigue in MS are multifactorial. Inflammation and the structural and functional disconnections in the brain have been associated with MS fatigue. However, other comorbid conditions, including medications prescribed to treat other MS symptoms, can contribute to what we call secondary fatigue. Pain, spasticity, and bladder medications can all contribute to MS fatigue and a multifaceted approach that reviews, streamlines, and prioritizes patients' medications can help with the treatment of fatigue. In this case, specifically, the benzodiazepine that the patient is taking for her anxiety and spasticity may contribute to her fatigue. And it's important to discuss with the patient if reducing the dose or stopping that medication might be an option for improving her MS-related fatigue. It's also important to screen for secondary causes of fatigue, such as obstructive sleep apnea and depression that are commonly associated with worsened fatigue in MS. Doctor, let me give you a what if. Let's say you've addressed your medications, maybe you've discontinued or modified them, and now you can rule those out as contributing to her fatigue. And you've addressed those potential secondary causes that you just mentioned. What if, after all that, the patient continues to experience fatigue. What would be your next steps? First, I would like to address the issue of using medications for the treatment 
of MS-related fatigue. Although in the clinic, neurologists and other clinicians commonly prescribe different classes of medications for improving MS fatigue, the evidence that those medications help patients is sparse or conflicting. Instead of using medications as the first line for treatment of MS-related fatigue, I would like to emphasize the importance of non-pharmacological treatments. They include graded exercise, cognitive behavioral therapy, and energy conservation techniques. For example, there are randomized controlled trials showing cognitive behavioral therapy can improve multiple sclerosis fatigue. It's important to note that treatments such as cognitive behavioral therapy do not have any major side effects, as opposed to medications that can be associated with unwanted side effects. Another treatment for multiple sclerosis fatigue is energy conservation technique that is usually discussed or administered by occupational therapists. Graded exercise has also been shown to improve fatigue without causing any major side effect. Overall, non-pharmacological treatments of MS fatigue seem to be superior to medications at this point. Very interesting, doctor. Thank you. Now, what about her cognitive issues, and in particular, her short-term memory problem? How would you recommend addressing that? The first step in addressing her memory problem is screening and referral to a neuropsychologist to obtain a comprehensive cognitive assessment at baseline. The next step would be eliminating medications that can contribute to cognitive dysfunction. Also, Secondary causes of cognitive problems, such as depression, is important to be addressed. If there is impairment in processing speed that can be discovered after the referral to the neuropsychologist and neuropsychological testing, we can consider dolfampridine as a treatment option. Now, this patient asked you about medical marijuana, and I'm going to ask you as well. Cannabis for medical use has been legalized in a growing number of states. Assuming your patient lives in one of those states, would you or would you not recommend it to her? First of all, I think that's a very good and important and timely question. I would like to make a distinction between medicinal cannabinoids, which have specific doses of natural or synthetic cannabinoids, and medical marijuana, which does not have a clear source or a clear dosage and is based on a combination of different cannabinoids, and the most important problem is a lack of a standardization. We do have clear evidence of efficacy for several medicinal cannabinoids for the treatment of spasticity, pain, and bladder dysfunction in multiple sclerosis. However, studies regarding medical marijuana are lacking. Unfortunately, medicinal cannabinoids are not available in the United States. Despite all those issues, I think short-term use of medicinal cannabinoids can be safe for the treatment of chronic MS symptoms. Well, thank you for that case and discussion, Dr. Norbach. Let's wrap things up now by revisiting our learning objective, which is to discuss the management of fatigue, depression, cognitive dysfunction, and spasticity in patients with MS. What are the most important things our listeners need to understand? It's important to screen and address the secondary causes of fatigue 
and cognitive dysfunction, the most common ones being polypharmacy, sleep problems, and depression. I would also like to emphasize the importance of exercise and physical activity as a mean of treatment for fatigue and cognitive dysfunction in MS. Cognitive behavior therapy can be used as a treatment modality for several chronic MS symptoms, such as fatigue and depression. Exercise and various medications can be used as treatment modalities for spasticity and multidisciplinary addressing of MS symptoms is also very important. Neurologists, physical therapists, occupational therapists, neuropsychologists, and psychiatrists can all help together to address chronic disabling MS symptoms. Dr. Bardia Norbach from the Neurology Department of Johns Hopkins School of Medicine, thank you for sharing your insight and expertise with us in this e-multiple sclerosis review podcast. Thank you so much for having me. For E-Multiple Sclerosis Review, I'm Bob Busker. To receive CME credit for this activity, please take the post-test at ems.dkb.com. E-Multiple Sclerosis Review is supported by educational grants from Biogen Incorporated, the Genzyme Organization, Celgene Corporation, and Genentech. The opinions and recommendations expressed by faculty and other experts whose input is included in this program are their own. This enduring material is produced for educational purposes only. E-Multiple Sclerosis Review is copyright with all rights reserved by DKB Med, LLC. Thank you for listening.